But on the whole, though I never arrived at the perfection I had been so ambitious of obtaining, but fell far short of it, yet I was, by the endeavor, a better and happier man than I otherwise should have been had I had not attempted it. As those who aim at perfect writing by imitating the engraved copies, their hand is mended by the endeavor and is tolerable while it continues fair and legible. Benjamin Franklin Hello, and welcome to the Musical Minds Podcast, where it is our job to flesh out the mindset and ways to cope with the struggles that ensue in becoming a high-performing musician. Hosted by Eric Reinhardt and Jake Pietroniero. Now let's get on to the show. All right, we're live with the Musical Minds Podcast, and we have our... Lovely co-host back, Jake Pietroniero. Welcome home. Yay! <laughs> it's all happening. All right, and so today good. we are... Good to be back, yeah. Yeah, so we are coming at you guys quick with some thoughts about um, the habit of wanting to be perfect in your musical playing and this idea of perfection in music. Um, and so we're going to start off with why it's important to have a dedicated, uh, focused practice. Um, and would you like to riff on that for just a couple of minutes, Jake? Yeah, sure. Um, what I, I've found just being in school, um, is just, there's no time to play, really just play for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and when you have a lot of, just a lot of rep solo orchestra and uh, chamber music like you need to divide your time in a way that will be useful to you when you have all of those rehearsals and performances that are coming up um so not only that's like the practical reason but i think in addition to that when you're trying to just play through things and seeing if you can hit up hit it all instead of isolating sections and practicing uh in a smart way in an intentional way which we'll go into later um, if you're not doing that, we we are reinforcing reinforcing errors in our, in our playing, as as you had mentioned, Eric. Mm -hmm. um, and if you if you do that long enough, those those things will manifest themselves in performance when you're nervous. Um, and I I think to go along with with that, I heard that and my teacher told me this. It's you lose about twenty five percent of the proficiency you have in the practice room when you start playing in front of other people. So if you're hitting it, if you're hitting it a hundred percent of the time in practice, it'll be seventy-five percent performance. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives you an impossible goal um, in terms of practicing with intention, um, practicing to hit the passage in the same way every time, and not make it. You know. Yeah. That's sort of my opening riff on that. What yeah. do you What do you think about that? Uh, just that. Uh, Rome is not built in a day like you said about when you went on your trip we were talking off air you went on your trip and that it's a lifelong journey um, of developing your musical skills so why try and do everything all at the same time all in one day versus very minute incremental progress and so um, for me that takes in the form of 
this maybe half of a page of a four-page piece is the part that gives me the most anxiety. So I'm going to spend a, a timed 30 to 40 minutes giving it slow practice, doing rhythmic practice with it, um, really hearing each note and um, slowing everything down so it ends up feeling more comfortable. Um, mm. I, I agree with that, especially the slowing down notes and, and mentally, you know, I think that's what I struggle to remember when I'm stressed and have to learn a bunch of stuff is that in, in that context, it's really easy to play through everything because you're just panicking. Mm -hmm. But if you can slow, slow down, as you said, like that, you'll come up with smarter ways to learn the material faster when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So we will transition into our just the subjective definitions of perfection. And so um, you you brought this up, this topic up, Jake. And so as we've been conversing off air, how has this like shifted your perspective of desire for perfection? Yeah, I think um, we, had, we had discussed off air. I, um, when I was younger, I think, I think I heard that the pursuit of perfection is like a really noble endeavor. <laughs> it has to do with honor and all of these things. An, an impressible, impressionable young lad such as myself would eat up. Um, so I motivated me for a long time. This is like abstract idea of perfection. Um, but what I've, I've come away from it in recent years because, um, as we discussed, Eric, it means to me that you don't focus on detail. Um, because you're thinking of such an abstract concept in like the nitty gritty practice room when you're breaking down a section, you're not really listening for specific things you can do better. Mm. <laughs> you're just judging it based on whether or not it's perfect and it's never perfect. So you're going to think you suck. Yeah. Like we <laughs> so said, it's still something, still something that I, yeah, it's uh, like I had said previously, it is binary. It is. Am I perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. Uh, and there's always something to be improving. And um, and then also something that comes to mind with, with um, perfection and the definition of perfection is that it's just like really focused on the notes. Like, did I get all the notes right? Did I get all the notes perfect? Uh, but I think that there's much more that I'm focusing on now than just notes, whether it be intonation or phrasing or dynamics or expression or rubato, um, all those things tip play into account. So, um, yeah. And I think going off of that, once you start thinking about all of those things, that's when it becomes fun because you don't have to judge it against an impossible standard all the time. You can actually make things you can like be an artist a little bit and um sculpt the phrase is the way you want because you're thinking about how to um you know distribute your bow yeah across the notes you know like that's when it becomes real i think yeah absolutely and and just maintaining a growth mindset i think that's what i'm taking from this whole thing is like uh are you mm. better are you growing from yesterday are you have you gotten a little bit more solid in a passage than you were yesterday. 
Um, are you doing everything that you possibly can to move the needle forward, um, even if you're not perfect already? Um, that's what I'm taking from that. Yeah. 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 And in that way, that's what you're, it's how you avoid comparison with other people, you know? And that's, it maybe like that, what you had just mentioned, Eric, like that impulse is so strong that like you're, that you get better every day, that you, that passage is better than it was yesterday, that it is than looking at someone who's really good, who's playing next to you and thinking and feeling bad because you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's, let's shift. So as I was journaling about this topic of perfection, I came up with a substitute for this word, which is accuracy and precision um, that I'm probably going to prefer to use now, because to me that brings about an, an internal desire to improve or to grow. And it also brings about a certain level of intentionality of are you being precise with are you playing the notes that you are hearing in your head are you playing the articulation that you're hearing inside of your head and the mm -hmm. tr the trick is to manifest what is inside of your head into the physical world into sound into your instrument yep. um and so um i will prefer to use that because it has a less of a, it doesn't have a binary um binary answer to it you can't say was i precise or not i think of it more as like a i got i was 95 percent precise with what i was intending to play and then there was this five percent that i really need to mm. focus on um is there any thoughts that you have for that uh just with intentionality i think uh that is that can be found away from the instrument which we were talking about memory off air. And um, I, I find that practicing with intention, as in like practicing or at least imagining what the dynamics and what, what the phrases look like away from your instrument. For me, I'm really visual. So if I can visualize the score in front of me, then I, I'm really understanding like the structure of um, how the notes are looking laid out or what the chord progression is um and i think that sort of analysis is really useful in playing with intention because it's something that you can just always explore it can happen away from your instrument you can just be looking at the score and think about a different way that you could outline a phrase um and if that's what's in your head then you try to translate to your fingers and that's you know playing with intentionality another part of that i think which we could talk about in a later podcast is the intention of the composer yeah. which i've been having a lot of com com uh, conversations lately about um and that comes it goes into like the concept of authenticity and performance practice yeah which could be a cool one for another time yeah definitely um yeah so so we've kind of talked about our shifting mindset of just wanting to get to a growth mindset not comparing ourselves and our um our limitations to other people and so this is all within the context of the practice room obviously we're in so so um social isolation um and now we have to flip the switch into a performance setting um and so to me 
what immediately comes to mind as soon as I shift my focus from binary to being precise and just kind of being aware of what is the sound that I'm producing, I immediately um, sort of maintain a certain level of my awareness when I'm performing because I'm constantly just course correcting and asking myself, is this the intention? Is this the sound that I want to be sounding like while I'm performing? Um, and that might be a little bit too self-conscious for some people, but the idea that you're drastically changing your mindset from practice to performance, uh, could potentially be dangerous. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, there are, uh, there are a couple of things with that. I think um, when you're playing in front of people, like it's a profession, you have adrenaline. So you're going to be listening in a different way than when you're alone in a practice room by yourself. I think just that's what's going to happen yeah. regardless of how you, how you think. Um, what I would aspire to do, <laughs> always do it, is uh, especially for really hard technical stuff, just one of the things that comes to mind is is uh, to come up with a story or like an emotion or something in the beginning of the performance because I find when I'm trying to focus on really hitting technical things in the way that I do in a practice room that I don't hit them because I'm I just like freak myself out and I tense up and miss it yeah because I'm too focused on what the notes are instead of just thinking of a more abstract uh, phrase um, I had a teacher that explained it that when she plays, she pretty much is on autopilot. She explains that as like she's and making very small adjustments to the the flight path, as she said. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depending on like what's what's merit what is merited by the music. Yeah. Um, which I I think might help because it maybe puts you in a more relaxed uh, relaxed state. Yeah. And the other thing with that is when you're in the practice room. If you're an emotional player and you feel a lot when you play, um, to put that into your like into your practicing with intention. So I, I had problems in the past where I would just be practicing in a technical way, and then I'd go to play for people and I'd like put all this emotion into my playing, and I'd miss the stuff because it wasn't used to that injection extra extra injection of energy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I think that helps as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the th- the thing that comes to mind is that you have to have faith in yourself when you're in performance that you've done the work and that you are going to figure things out, um, even if they're not the ideal, your ideal. Um, but you just have to fa- have faith that you're you're putting in the dedicated practice time. And so... Um, you are fulfilling the confidence competence loop where you are, because you are more competent at something, you will have more confidence. So, so um, mm. you can, you've already, in, with your dedicated practice, ingrained more things into your subconscious so that you can have a loose amount of consciousness directing the flight path, like like your teacher was saying. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what that's what I'm getting out of it is that um, you're you've already done the work once you're at the performance, and so um, yeah. So it's not like you completely turn off 
your brain and but um there's a certain amount of faith that you have to have in yourself because you've you have had all these reference experiences of performing before in the past and then also just you've put in the practice time so that's what i'm getting from it um is there anything last that you want to say because i know you, ha you have to get running um no i think i think that about does it for for this jam-packed we could cover each one of these topics pretty, pretty in depth. Um, but that was good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. um, all right. Thank you. Musical minds listeners for listening and, uh, tune in next Monday for another interview or audio blog. Take care. Bye bye, Jake. Bye guys. Hello there. It's Eric here. I just wanted to thank you for listening in to the musical minds podcast. If you enjoyed this free podcast, would you do me a huge favor and leave an honest review and subscribe to the podcast? It really makes a difference in getting our message visible to musicians in need. Remember, there are so many musicians out there in the world struggling. Always remember you are not alone. If you're inspired by this podcast and you'd like a free 30-minute intro Skype piano lesson, please contact me directly at musicalmindspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, continue feeding the fire of your musical passions and developing your musical mind. Take care.